0: Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Heddy coming to you live from Yorba, Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional.
1: A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel in every corner of the earth. This is me and Andy's contribution to um, being able to reach people far and wide who may never have heard the gospel or are seasoned saints. We love um our ministry of friends and people that we meet for the first time it's such a great opportunity for us and we love to hear from you so if you listen to the this podcast or you watch us on youtube and we don't know who you are please drop us a line we love to hear from you because um we are behind a camera and we don't see people unless you (laughs) make yourself known to us so we love to hear from our guests you can drop us a comment in the box or uh, respond to any of the videos online And um, check out the content. We have books uh, that we find interesting. We have pastors, we have worship bands. uh, Hopefully, some content that'll be of interest to you. And if you are listening on a podcast and you can give us a five star review, we would love that. If you could share it with friends, that would be awesome too. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. You know, you know the drill.
0: If you're thinking about a three star review, go to Joe Rogan's podcast and give him a. (laughs)
1: like it even matters for joe anymore yeah. right <laughs> yeah he's passed all that
0: and uh make sure and comment and uh just uh, let us know uh did you already ask them to um put a prayer
1: request in
0: the no i was waiting
1: for the little intro oh, to be the, over the, and we oh, okay. do that
0: that part i probably should have asked you before we went live yes that would have been better Yes. I'm doing it now in front of everybody. Yes. Okay. So uh, make sure and comment with anything else uh, to let us know what you think about the devotional. If there's anything that you want to add to the discussion, that would be great. And then Hetty has a little announcement of something else we want you to
1: do <laughs> on the comments
0: later on. Uh, and lastly, go into the description and look for our sponsors. Uh, one of those is LifeWise. Make sure and check them out. We have some great products and great supplements. Uh, stuff will help be sleep. And then after you get a good night's sleep, then there's stuff that will get you going the next day. And then you have these vitamins called the one vitamin, which has everything that you need in the world the to, one. to go into your body, which makes it the one vitamin that you're going to need.
1: It's actually seven pills, but it's the one seven pills that you need. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's the one package it's of It's the pills. one
1: product.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And then uh, if you want to do a show of your own or just simply just go on and, and talk about your plants in your backyard, we have a friend named Karen. She should do one for her garden.
1: She should do one for cooking.
0: She should do one for cooking too. Yeah. But if you want to do that, use StreamYard. Go to getstreamyardnow.com. Yeah, she has a, a Facebook page. It's on farming in the backyard, backyard farming. Wow! Yeah, um, but either way, any one of those things would would uh, if you you could go live onto LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube and and just share people uh, share with people what you're doing. But you use you StreamYard to do that, and that would be great. Uh, and then for today, our scripture, our entitled scripture, is going to be Isaiah 55 six through nine. So get prepared for that. That'd be awesome. All right. So for our um, devotional today, we're reading from uh, A.W. Tozer, Tozer for the Christian leader, September 17th. The title is Let Anyone Seek His Face. The scripture for today is Isaiah 55 7. And it says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Uh, Tozer says, it will require a determined heart and more than a little courage to wrench ourselves loose from the grip of our times and return to biblical ways. But it can be done. Every now and then in the past, Christians have had to do it. History has recorded several large-scale returns led by such men as St. Francis, Martin Luther and George Fox. Unfortunately, there seems to be no Luther or Fox on the horizon at present. Whether or not another such return may be expected before the coming of Christ is a question upon which Christians are not fully agreed, but that is not of too great importance to us now. What God in his sovereignty may yet do on our world scale, on a world scale, I do not claim to know. But what he will do for the plain man or woman who seeks his face, I believe, I do know and can tell others. Let any man turn to God in earnest. Let him begin to exercise himself unto godliness. Let him seek to develop his powers of spiritual re- receptivity by trust and obedience and humility. And the results will exceed anything he may have hoped in his leaner and weaker days. Mm-hmm. Lord, today I commit myself to turn to God in earnest, to begin to exercise myself unto godliness, and to and to seek to develop my powers of spiritual receptivity, by trust and obedience and humility. Amen. Amen. What do you think? What what's hitting you right off the top here?
1: Uh, just the importance of repentance.
0: Mm. Um,
1: it is. <laughs> It's a partnership. You know, we we talk about how uh, blessed we are to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that is groaning and praying on our behalf and doing a work in us, transforming us, taking us from glory to glory. But we have to partner with him. Mm-hmm. He's not. Um, it's just like going to the car wash. You actually have to drive up and put your car through the soap. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't stand on the outside and be like, why isn't my car getting washed? So. It's that same thing is, is that we have to forsake our old ways and those thoughts and constantly surrendering ourselves to the Lord. It takes effort. Um, you know, I think some people think this is, it's like jackpot Jesus. You know, I don't understand why I'm not changing. I don't understand why I'm not growing. It's the work of a Christian's heart. Mm-hmm. It, involves, it involves a lot of discipline. It involves our dedication and our commitment to wanting to live the life that he died just to, to give us.
0: It's a little bit of a, um, an ongoing um, discussion we have about how this world, and we, and we we keep saying that, you know, it's, it's so amazing that even um, Spurgeon or Wigglesworth, when they were speaking, about the, t- the times they were in, it sounds like the times that we're in now. Right. But it, it really is just simply a, a a repetition of the fact that the world can have such a magnet. The world um, worldly things, right? Uh, especially when it comes to sexuality or uh, narcotics or uh, it's alcohol. It's been
1: that way since the. The early church? Yes.
0: <laughs> like we really, you'd really think after thousands of years of seeing the destruction of, of the Roman Empire. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fornicating, um, eating Yes. Rakes. Of, uh, you know, the, the many uh, characters in the Bible. Um, you know, that at some point that we wouldn't be here again today looking at people on social media with their own cameras filming themselves doing such lunacy
1: yes
0: like at no point do they look at that and say you know i've really lost my mind i've really i've really <laughs> been uh, uh, the world has actually taken a hold of me and it caused me you I, got the mayor of burbank you know on video getting spanked by a trans, a, a transvestite
1: oh with, yeah.
0: you know it, it, it's um it, it's just crazy. the mayor of a city yeah bent over a table to be spanked by a transvestite. And he's laughing like it's, it's, it's okay. Like this isn't a big deal. Like when was, I don't even remember any time in my lifetime that anybody would have ever looked at something like that and say, oh, that's my mayor. Yeah. I'm so proud oh of God, him. He's so I'm funny. so, yeah. Oh, he's so- He's that's,
1: so cool. <laughs>
0: like, right on. And then we want to sit here and think that this is unique to us. But again, if we look at uh, the people that we've been reading, A.W. Tozier, or Wigglesworth or the Bible, God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it, it, this has been going on. Like, been it, it, it's just, it's such, it's lunacy. It really is crazy that we can't get this right. Yes. Thank God that we have God. But God. I don't know what would happen if we didn't have God.
1: We, it, there'd be the purge.
0: It, well, and that's the thing. That's the argument against God in many ways. I've heard even, uh, Howard Stern, you know, back in the day, uh, when I used to listen to him, I can't, I can't even stomach him today. And I used to be a really huge fan of his, Oh,
1: um, because he, he went too woke. Oh
0: yeah. He's, he's, he's got, he's lost his mind. Oh. Um, but one of his arguments against the Bible and he's, he's Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about, well, the idea of the, of the Bible and, and religion was to, um, to to try to gain control of the uh, of man who was you know
1: yeah people say that all the time
0: sinful but that's that's the only reason for it yeah Yeah, somebody somebody made it up to try to get to get control of people
1: right Uh,
0: but you can see that that why that argument kind of works
1: right (laughs) absolutely right
0: But I love this devotional. It is again just a reminder of um, we just need to seek Him out. We need to be um, active in our in our seeking yes. of, of God's
1: partnering with God yep. to see though to see the fruit of that in our lives.
0: Mm. Yeah. Hello, Carrie.
1: Hi, Carrie. Hello, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. And... How was church today?
0: Yeah, I was church today. Gary says we're simply on a merry-go-round.
1: Yes. <laughs> One that we want to get off of at some point.
0: Yeah, so we read uh, the scripture.
1: Sure thing. Isaiah 55, 6 through 9. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him when he's near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Very famous passage of scripture, your Mm -hmm. thoughts are not mine, and your ways are not my
0: ways. I like how this starts out on 6, the seek the Lord while he may be found. While he makes, that's the exactly
1: the way I read it too. Like you know, he's not going to hang around forever if you just keep ignoring him.
0: Right, that's pretty important not to skip over that part. Sorry, I wasn't speaking the mic. It's um, and those and Cindy and Carrie, is that how you read that? Is that is that he he's around until he's not? Like at some point he's going to say, "Okay, I I, uh, I can't do this with you any longer. I have other people I need to worry about." Yes. Um, that's powerful. What else in the scripture do you?
1: Um, Just thank God his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. Mm. Uh, It's, we rely on the majesty of God for absolutely everything. And thank God it is um, not, it's not like we're not limited in our capacity in this life to our own strength. Um, We've most of us have lived what, in a life that that is run by ourselves, and how destructive it could be. So, thank God uh, we have handed our lives over to Christ as best we can, and hopefully more and more each day, so that we live a life that is guided by His thoughts and His ways rather than ours.
0: That is the, um, I think, a problem with. Yeah, you know, and there's uh, women have egos, right? For sure. Um, But I think about men with strong egos, and that's one of the another thing, uh, another argument that uh, somebody could have, uh, you know, with the thought of becoming dedicated to to Jesus Christ, is that they would have to submit power over uh, to him. And they're just simply not willing to do that. Yes. I mean, they, they so badly think that they could fight off the world themselves. Yes. The world is power too powerful. Yes. There's a, a lot of things that are too powerful. Men's libido is too powerful. <laughs> uh, uh, the desire for uh, riches yes. is extremely powerful.
1: Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Yeah. All sins come down to those three categories.
0: But, you, but many men, and I've known a couple who <laughs> you gave me that bombastic side eye that we often talk about <laughs> that you just simply know I can do this. I can do, I can do this on my own. And, and, they just don't want to admit that they, that they can't, that it can't be done.
1: Well, see, the thing is, is that I think what, what drives me a little bananas um, is that a lot of, Something I don't know if it's unique to this town or or other or other kind of, you know, middle class American cities is that. um, Families, adults take advantage of the um, God's grace, I guess, in the sense that, like, you know, they drink, they smoke, they party. And they're like, okay, we're raising our kids. And okay, yeah, maybe they're going to drink and smoke and party. But hopefully nobody's going to get pregnant. And nobody's going to die in a car crash. And we're just going to send them off to college. Like there's this kind of heedlessness of life. It's just kind of, we just go, you know, we just go about, we go to church on Sundays. We celebrate Easter and Christmas. You know, we're decent, good people. We don't kill anybody. But there isn't this zeal for the Lord. Mm -hmm. It isn't this pursuit of holiness. And then you you create generations of children like this is how we became a lukewarm church this is literally what a lukewarm church is the lord's like you're not hot and you're not cold i want to spit you out of my mouth mm-hmm. because there is no zeal there is no deep commitment and discipline it's just i used to call it living like cows eating grazing pooping sleeping
0: <laughs> you know what i mean like it's yeah. literally
1: it's in existence like a cow <laughs> Um, and I think that's led to the demise of our country. Mm. And it's just little, and you don't realize that because you take a you take a group of kids, um, you take a group of kids that are friends in high school, right? Um, boys, girls, um, they're all like kind of similar. And if you follow them, and then that's the kind of upbringing they're that's the, the that's the kind of life their parents led, you know. Um, they don't kill anybody, they don't murder anyone, they, you know, hopefully are faithful to their spouses, but they live kind of like hedonists, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, If you look back on those families, their kids are, you know, what, I don't know, three out of 10, four out of 10, five out of 10, don't make it. Like their kids end up like less than minimum wage or they end up hooked on drugs or like nobody goes back and say like, oh no, what are we producing from this? You know, like, what are we, what are we really passing on to the next generation? Like, you know, and I, I love this about Driscoll because Driscoll's constantly hammering home. What is my legacy? Every man needs to think, what is my legacy? Mm. You know, what am I passing on to these children? And I know yes. that's a huge deal to you because I know you're constantly telling the kids, not only the mistakes you made, but why you've changed and why you make these choices now and why they need to make more important choices. But how many kids are not hearing that message and how many parents are not living out that example? And then we wonder, Oh my God, why is our country so messed up?
0: Right. Well, I had this uh, discussion with our new superintendent at uh, our school district uh, about, and I mentioned to you the other day about uh, uh, I'm having this, it's not, an epiph- it's not an epiphany. It could be, I guess, but it's uh, this 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 thought about a about culture in an organization. So, in my work with the law enforcement, I can tell by how the handler that I'm or the police officer that I'm dealing with and investigating why he do- is doing what he's doing or not doing what he's supposed to do, and I can often point to the culture that has been created in the police department. Like you begin mm-hmm. to look right. uh, higher up, and you go, oh no wonder he does this, and it really is not his fault necessarily. I think everything is that person's fault. At some point, you got to say, you know what, I could be better. <laughs> but, but it's hard to get those people to understand that there is better.
1: Or to break when the when the yeah. level
0: is when the when the bar is so low within the culture of the police department. Sure. Uh, I, I think we can look at that in obviously in a family. What's our culture in our family? We talked about uh, we were at the dinner table not too long ago, uh, or having a discussion with our kids. And I said, "This is a Christian home, whether you like it or not. This is a Christian home. This is right. the culture that we're going to create." Right. Right. I was at uh, uh, picking a, a friend up for uh, one of my kids. I'll, I'll try to keep as vague as possible. I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't watch the show, <laughs> so I go to pick up the this young child. A yes. young child at a home, and the the mom opens the door and she's wearing a t-shirt and, I think only underwear. I'm pretty sure. or some really short shorts. Um, because but that's how she answers the door, right? And she's got young kids in there. The, the kid I was picking up was not the youngest in the home. Uh. Um and so that was the first thing. And again, I, I am not a prude, but there is a level of like decency that you know just like what is going on and well because
1: there was a bunch of men in the house and there's a bunch of men in
0: the the house and so that was my first thing like you know how how are these kids going to make it right because this is their their bar that they live in every day until i come there and then we talk about god on the way from their house to here or we talk about you know a, a different level of culture hopefully um and but while i'm there and we're getting the 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 child's coming out and getting in the car and as that's happening a a man comes out of the house and he has a big uh, iron on on his shirt and it's a it's a photograph of of a real person of a woman from her neck down to just below her breasts and uh and all that's showing is her breasts and there's like these two lines over the areolas and he just, he just walks out of the house, with that shirt on. Yes. And again, not from a prudist stand, yeah. standpoint. This is like, what? There's young kids in there. And I and again I, I look at how the mom came out of the out of the house. What he comes out of the house and what they have the kids look up the, to uncle. This is their yeah. uncle, and say, well this this is the this is how it's supposed to be. This is the this okay. And then, and then we wonder why we see the mayor getting spanked. I, I really don't wonder, but I know now why <laughs> why that is. So we have to understand that we don't we need a, a strong uh, a biblical uh, standard in uh, you know to, to go by. We've just lost it we've lost it in everything that it is we do yes I mean even to the even just a slight level like just a, even a lower level would be better than what I saw at that house today And I just think about those poor kids that that's her example that they um, are raised in on an everyday basis. Absolutely. It's so sad. Um, and she's such a sweet little girl uh, and smiles and very articulate. And you just like, it, you know, and just, I hope it doesn't go right.
1: haywire. Absolutely.
0: It's so unfortunate. But um, what do we got there? What's Carrie say?
1: You, can you click it? Oh. Okay. Uh, remembering the legacy left to me by my grandmother's Bible and grandfather's morals. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so sweet. I love that.
0: Yeah, and Cindy says.
1: Yep. We need Jesus in our lives <laughs> to lead our lives. I'm curious exactly, Andy, but I don't remember what that it was. That was earlier. About. Yes. Uh,
0: I, forget, I forget which one it was, but, but yeah. Yeah. I uh, was whatever I was saying. I was right. <laughs> That's always good. I didn't mean wrong. I was going to say something else. I stopped myself. Okay. Um. So, we had uh, we went to uh, East Anaheim Calvary Chapuccino Hills today. Yes. Which we like going to every so often. Uh, a really good pastor there. He's a former police officer, which I like. Pastor Bob. Pastor Bob. Um. I like him. I do like him. I really do. He's really he's a, awesome. A good pastor. So you can find it. I'm sure. You just go to East. Uh, no. East Calvary Anaheim.
1: Chapel, East Anaheim.
0: East Anaheim. Um, but he had a, um, his message today was about prayer.
1: I loved it. It was so good. First John 5. Um, should I get into it? Get into that it. Yep. So this was a um, really powerful um, interpretation and it really struck me hard. Uh, convicted me of a couple of things. So one thing, first of all, I want to ask everybody, Um, and just let us know, uh, because a couple of our regulars are on. Uh, We would love to end every devotional with a prayer. Like, I really feel convicted that um, that's something important for us to do, to not only pray for ourselves, but to intercede for our loved ones. So we want to ask you to please put in the chat your prayer requests, whether it's for yourself or a family member, whatever it may be. Um, If it is for a family member, please give us the name. Um, And so I wanted to ask you to do that. So we're going to end in prayer. But what he uh, was giving us, what he started with, was an interpretation of scripture for 1 John 5, 14 to 17. And um, if you don't mind, I want to read this because his interpretation is something I had never heard before. And I don't think I had really paid enough attention um, to how it's worded in the Bible. So I'm reading you the ESV version. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. And here's the part that was new to me. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask and God will give him life to those who commit sins that do not lead to death. There is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. So this um, invites the question, what is, and and John does not answer it, what is the sin that leads to death? Um, Because apparently we are intercessors and we are to pray for people that are in sin and especially believers. If you see your brother committing a sin, Um, So we have brothers and sisters who are in a life of sin, they're bound still, and they're not living their life to the full extent that they should be living their life in Christ, and that we are to pray for them, and um, love on them, and help them to be unbound. But there is a prayer, there are people that are so, um, that are sinning to the point of death, and we are not to intercede for them. And um, Pastor Bob had this really interesting he says there's usually two interpretations one is in uh, so some scholars think that he was referring to people that are blaspheming the holy spirit that are just absolutely against christ refuse to accept him um given over to a depraved mind those are the people that are sinning to death and we shouldn't pray for but um pastor bob's saying but the second opinion was that there are people that God is calling home. Mm. That they, have, they cannot overcome their sin or whatever the results of their sin will be so destructive to themselves and to others and or to others that God is calling them home. Because we have to remember that death is not the end of the story. And that calling someone home, calling a child home is it necessarily a punishment to God. He's basically telling that person, okay, you're better off with me on this side. Enough with you on that side. I want you here
0: with me. And you're talking solely, in, and Pastor Bob is talking solely to people that have, that are born again, that can't believers. get out of it. Believers. Right?
1: Yes, we are not talking about unbelievers. It may still apply to unbelievers, but the passage is about believers. And so instantly, like it just it nearly brought me to tears. It instantly reminded me of my friend's son um, who um, passed away last year from a fentanyl poisoning. And so he was a believer, sweet kid, apparently, um, and uh, took some bad drugs, died of fentanyl. And it was, it just struck me that, you know, with, with parents and Toby Mack, who lost his son, um, pastor from Saddleback Church, Rick Warren, who lost his son, that there are this horrible tragedies that families deal with, with these seemingly beautiful children that just are um, just broken, like have broken wings. You know, you just look at them, you're just like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. they, they just can't seem to overcome. And that, Um, A really sweet interpretation of that can be that um, God is just calling them home.
0: And Pastor Bob gave an example of uh, of Pastor Laurie's son, whose son died in a traffic accident. Right. Tragically. Right. Oh, that was um, even his uh, message, uh, Greg Laurie's message. And I think it was the day after his son's death. uh, He he showed up for church. Oh, Sunday After his death. Was that you know? I think God just needed to needed it and and called him. Yeah, called him home. That he's the lucky one. That he's the lucky one.
1: Exactly. (laughs)
0: Um, The other thing, the uh, the passage you read, the one thing that I just this is my thoughts on that uh, that sin uh, that leads to death. Uh, Pastor Bob did say something today where he said, "I." I still sin, but I don't practice sin. Right, and that's that's another difference is that if there's somebody who just continues to practice sin, that is another, uh, especially if they're not believers. You know, they all, that's all they're just sin and just. We are
1: surrounded by continuously a lot of believers
0: practice. who yeah.
1: practice. Yes, that's what struck me about this uh, passage uh, <laughs> is that it was about believers. Like you assume that just because. Mm. Um, they're believers. They can't. They hate the sin. They, um, they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't engage in sin. But no. There are mm. there are people still bound, and and that's a really important aspect of him saying, pray for them to be unbound. Look at that, Leandra also church. Today. Hey, Leandra. Nice hey, to see Leandra. you. Hey, Leandra.
0: Leandra is one of our great uh, school board trustees who's uh, making a huge difference in our school. Leandra,
1: board. do you always go to that church? He's awesome.
0: Yeah, I can see Leandra going to that church. Like yeah, say, he's, he's a, awesome. He's law, Leandra's a former law enforcement also, so just like the pastor. Um, but uh, what a great message, Leandra, uh, that we got there. What's Cindy have to say?
1: Cindy says, "Yes, yeah, she's experienced that. It wasn't a child, but her husband who committed suicide um, got called home rather than continuing in his struggle. And he was a believer as well. Yes, I'm sorry.
0: That is an interesting thought, uh, not thought, but an issue that I always heard. And I think this is it's the Catholic faith, that if you commit suicide, you go to hell. Okay. Uh, but I'm learning that there's some thought that in, in the Christian faith, that not necessarily. No. Because the Catholic faith says that it's murder and you cannot commit murder. But like that's then. not
1: true even if you are a murderer. When Jesus Christ paid the price for all sins, mm. there's no sins he didn't pay a price for. <sighs> Otherwise, all the women who had abortions wouldn't be going to paradise.
0: <laughs> right. There'd be millions of people barred. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's uh, one of the things I've been hearing a lot lately the, the difference between the two faiths. Yeah. Carrie says.
1: A mother demanded God not to take her young son, and the child lived and became a serial killer, ooh, in the 50s. think mm-hmm. his name was Chessman. Oh. Yeah, I could can imagine, man. right? That's just horrible.
0: And they are saying yes to either the message was great or she goes no, there. No, I think she's saying oh. she goes there. <laughs> hey, I have another question, if you guys wouldn't mind putting it up there. who's Who is uh george fox yeah
1: anybody know who george fox george is
0: fox was uh, referred to by uh tozier in this uh, devotional with in the same breath as uh saint francis and martin luther and i'm just i, I feel like we should know who george fox is i'm going to be embarrassed when i find out that it's somebody that i'm actually supposed to know who it is
1: well i mean he's probably a great theologian so
0: it sounds like i mean aren't these guys um considered uh saints? giants
1: we don't have saints. I mean, we're all saints.
0: Oh, oh yeah. I forget. I keep. I keep popping back to my yeah. Catholic faith.
1: Your Catholicism, <laughs> Leandra says <is> no clue. <laughs> oh. You're in the same boat as us. Yeah, Ger- so I don't know, know if what Fox is either. Um, don't worry, Carrie's going to find. Carrie's going to tell us.
0: Well, let's see. I what only have. I doing? only have my uh, every so often. I, I took a, a few notes here just to remind me. Um, but one thing that is suggested and not a suggested, but probably something that's really important to remember, and that is to seek God through prayer. Uh, and I, and I always, I think I must've missed that point because I'm always praying for
1: something, something
0: <laughs> praying for healing for somebody else or myself, praying for a change in circumstances for either myself or somebody else praying for, um, uh you know or saying thank you but i don't know that i'm ever seeking god through prayer i always automatically think that he's just there well he is so the seeking part of it is how is that different seeking that you're...
1: communion
0: with god i think is a better way of saying it
1: he's always mm-hmm. there but you're seeking fellowship prayer is a time when you come to the throne of grace and you come confidently that he will give you the grace and the mercy you need and and the love and the attention and that we are also not only to petition him, but we're supposed to hear his heart in response. What does he have to tell us? Prayer is the time in which we communicate to him. So we're seeking that fellowship, that time of um, communion with God where we speak to him and he speaks Mm, back.
0: I agree. So maybe I, I have, it just, didn't, I was thinking of it in a different way, his presence, like more so like asking for him to, to be closer to me, but he's, he's dwelling inside.
1: He is exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, then now i really, am embarrassed because I belonged to a friend's church for 20 years. George Fox, <laughs> uh, July is uh, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie, for uh, giving this information to us. Um, July, uh, English six, dissenter 1624 to January 1691 is his life. Uh, was an English dissenter who was a founder of the Religious Society of Friends. <laughs>
1: That's co- funny, commonly
0: known as the Quaker or Friends. That's your Belinda Friends Church was uh, created out of uh, Quakers and Friends. The son of a
1: weaver, Leicester, weaver. Leicester,
0: weaver. Lived in times of social upheaval and war.
1: Fascinating.
0: Wow. Yeah. I guess I probably should have known who he was. Yeah. I don't know that they've ever met, mentioned George Fox. Who? never mentioned? Your Belinda Friends. Oh, really? Or even Brea Friends. When I went to Brea Friends. Or wow. when I went to any Friends Church.
1: Maybe maybe it just went in one ear and out the other. They would have said <laughs> George Fox. Even like, I know. Order. Red Fox. Anyways. Okay. Some <laughs> other kinds of prayer. So he gave us a couple of examples. Um, So praise and thanksgiving is also a prayer. Mm -hmm. Worship and adoration, of course. Um, Offering ourselves as a living sacrifice. Calling into our minds the surrender of our lives to the Lord. Uh, Confessions. Asking for repentance. Confess your sins and he will will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So we come to get purified um, by the Lord. So we bring our confessions to him. Uh, petition and intercession, that's what we were talking about, About um, and he referenced Isaiah 62 being watchmen on the wall and never cease from interceding for our loved ones um, and interceding for people. Uh, he told this great story of a man that had a prayer list of, well, I don't know what he said, 62 people or something um, that he prayed for for 60 years and all but two of them got saved. It says every single day for 60 years he prayed for these people. And I think to myself, oh, my goodness, do I do that? Do I pray for my family members every single day? Yeah. I mean, I do occasionally when I remember, but it's definitely not every single day. (laughs) So that's so important. It's so important to be intercessors for people that have not come to faith and those that are are in our family but are bound in sin.
0: I also loved uh, what he said that um, that every person who is saved uh, was – I'm not sure if he – Was um, a product of of somebody's prayer.
1: Yeah, and I thought about that and I'm like, I don't think I am.
0: You don't think anybody prayed for you to become, get out of your Muslim faith and become Christian?
1: Not that I know of. You sure? Who?
0: Your LAPD friend. Jim. Jim.
1: He's the only one that came to my mind, too. Yeah. I got to call him and ask him. I bet you did. I'm dying to know that now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Mine, I know for sure was uh was Bruce Lynn.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Uh, and then probably a whole bunch of other people. Probably eventually.
1: <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> but I know for sure Bruce Lynn. That that, that actually struck me as I'm thinking, wow. Oh, it
1: struck me too. I was rocking my brain. <laughs> i couldn't think of anybody at the time but then when i just said this to you i I, jim occurred to me
0: yeah what do you guys think about that do you do you think or do you know for sure that prior to be becoming born again that somebody uh, had 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 prayed for you uh, for that to happen
1: carrie says her mother-in-law
0: oh without ceasing that is so awesome yeah that's cool yeah No, right away mother bruce lynn was the first thing
1: that's and I know there are
0: probably others, but that's the one I know for sure. And so that that statement was true for me. That's awesome. Can you call your? Can you call him while we're waiting right now? <laughs> I, I don't think God. he'll
1: answer. It's late.
0: <laughs> I got it up. He's
1: an early sleeper.
0: <laughs> Cindy says.
1: I don't know if anyone that was praying for my salvation. It's hmm. an interesting thought, isn't it, Cindy? Um. Yeah. He was convinced. He said "There's yeah. everybody is a product of prayer. So We not may
0: understand. not know. I, I know that you and I, we've prayed for people that they would never have known we were praying for them. For sure. Like a, a waiter at a restaurant or yeah. uh, the homeless person that you you made me feel guilty about today.
1: You should feel guilty. <laughs> he refused to give the lady. I mean, it was just this lady. She looked like a housewife. Nah, I didn't she a looks like she could have been living next door to you. And she was on the freeway off ramp sitting next to a backpack and just mm. just sitting there. It was I don't know. It she, just broke my heart. she was able bodied. Yeah. But that's what broke my heart. How do you get to the point? And she didn't look like a drug addict. But how do you get to the point where your life's reduced to sitting on the edge of a freeway off ramp?
0: I know. I know. I, I, this is an issue with me. Yes. And I and I and I acknowledge that. It is it is Cindy's gonna,
1: gonna scold you now.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I I I'm I'm really good for the most part at, at reading people. And there was a gentleman that I was happy to buy his food a couple times. Oh, so only the
1: ones you feel inspired to give money to are the good ones.
0: No, just mm-hmm. no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But if I'm going to, I need to feel the, the the I need to feel the the prompting, and I did not feel any prompting with that that person. So
1: it doesn't matter that I felt the prompting.
0: Oh, I should have thought of that.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. So <laughs> I'm a little late. If she's there
1: <laughs> tomorrow, if she's okay. there,
0: you know, in three or four months when we go, to I, I took out ten
1: bucks and I said, Andy, will you please hand this to her? And he said no.
0: No. no, I looked at us. Like, no, okay. I don't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> no, you didn't say. You didn't say. Okay.
1: That's on you. <laughs> That's not. Jesus, true. I tried. That was on him. I'm an obedient no. wife. I asked. He said no.
0: <laughs> no, we would have had to stop traffic. The light had turned green. There was like a lot of reasons uh, other than that. But
1: oopsie it, doopsie, Andy. <laughs> oopsie. It wasn't doopsie.
0: like the lady in church where I did get the prompting and I completely ignored it. No. And I actually heard his voice say, "Andy, pray for that. Well, woman. you
1: you heard my voice and you just ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids are in the back going, "Oh, Dad!" No, Ray was
0: uh, with me. My no, Ray was right. No,
1: your son was with you. Say, yeah, you're gonna give him a sandwich. My daughter was very upset because she's used to me being very generous <laughs> homeless. It was. It was the Falco Miramati dynamic in the car.
0: The <laughs> Falco's all, well, give her food. She doesn't need money. I know you're right. I, I said, I said, on the way back, we'll give her our whatever our we don't covers. eat. Yeah, whatever we don't need.
1: I'm eat. not a fan of that.
0: Oh. Oh. She says,
1: I'm not a fan of giving people half eaten food. <laughs> it's not bad enough that they're on the side of a freeway, but say, here, eat my half my sandwich uh, that I've licked the spoon and twirled it around and didn't feel like eating it. But you, this is what you're. This is what you're left with is I'm, to just eat this meal.
0: I'm pretty sure I saw her Mercedes Benz parked across the street. <laughs> I'm almost positive that's what yeah. I, that was her car. <clears throat> wow. Now I, I'm making me sound really bad, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that was her car.
1: Wonder what God will say, Andy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I admit it. I admit 100%. Where's Leandra? Leandra. Leandra have, I think it's gone. I, I, oh, Leandra. Where'd you go? <laughs> I wonder if Leander, former law enforcement, we deal with a lot of homeless people that are just not nice people. That they they enjoy being homeless. They this is their job. Their job oh, is oh we're going to ask Cindy. Money.
1: Cindy's been homeless and so she knows. Yeah. So look at this response. I would have oh, saw no Cindy left over food giveaway. Oh. right, that's horrible, isn't it? Can you confirm that for me, Cindy? Because even my mom likes to do that, and I despise it. I literally will refuse to do it. Um, because I think that's just so humiliating to the homeless person. I know, like, for example, I was not comfortable giving a woman money, so I went up to her, I was standing outside of 7-Eleven, and I said, come inside with me, I'll buy you whatever you want. Um, uh, I wouldn't give my own food over. Oh. We're going to wait for it and see what Cindy's going to tell us about. Carrie, you have a prayer request? Anything we could pray for for you? Eddie, how's I, he doing?
0: I need you to pray for me.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord, give me a heart of flesh. Replace this heart of stone with a heart of flesh. You're getting there. It's, you're, we're all a work in progress. Yeah, I,
0: I'm I'm. improving. That's, uh, that's been a difficult one. I get it. Mm. But do you, though? Uh, of course I do. Okay. That makes me feel better. I'm sorry. I should have thought that I, I'll. I'll, I'll give, I give. I'll. I'll give her the money that you had pulled out of your wallet. She did. She pulled out money <laughs> out of her wallet and held it like this. And I said, I looked at her like I'm not giving her that money. Uh, but but I, I should have. I should have not done that. I should have taken that money and gave it to her. I love you. I was just a, 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 I I. Sh- I didn't think that that way. Good point.
1: Good point. Good point on yeah.
0: Uh Cindy says?
1: Agree, you could share food, but not scraps.
0: Um, are you kidding? The scraps that we had is a full meal. They would have never known it was scraps.
1: Yes, you do, because you could tell it's happy.
0: It, Rhett's food was... The, the...
1: Rhett's food was the most disgusting. <laughs> he literally took fried chicken, fettuccine Alfredo, and spaghetti with marinara sauce. So it's a different size noodles and fried chicken. And made this concoction out of it. Stirred it all up together. It looked disgusting. Like it didn't even look edible. Hmm. I'd be offended to give that to someone. Yeah,
0: no, I wouldn't to it. Right? <laughs> and for those of you listening or watching for the first time, I am not, I'm not, I'm not, lovely I'm not. not, not you even, look. I have to, I, at 21 years of law enforcement. I dealt with a lot of homeless people. Many of them. And unfortunately, I would say the majority of them were difficult criminal mentality type of people. That's why you were
1: called on the call. I know. Because they were <laughs> criminals. So they were bad people. Or you wouldn't have interacted with oh, them. You don't interact they, with the good ones.
0: They, they were living the life that they wanted to live. I mean, you should have seen these condos under the 91 freeway over here. If You guys ever want to see actual homes for the homeless go underneath the 91 freeway. They turn these things into into condominiums yeah in these little oh, that holes good. Um, but and uh, unfortunately a lot of uh, crim- the criminal element uh, that i had to deal with a lot of it was within the homeless community so i it's difficult for me so i know there's many of you probably look i've never listened to this guy again because he's such a heathen it's just that's just uh is a he's lot a, of years he's
1: a lovely man <laughs> a lot of years Andy. of dealing with those he's, folks. he's They've shaved off so many rough edges. <laughs> this, homeless, this homeless thing is just, uh, it's his Achilles heel. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And Cindy, yes, I did see your prayer request. I even wrote it down.
0: Very good. And so Carrie?
1: Are we going to, I got Carrie. So are uh, we going, Eddie? yes, Eddie's uh, in constant pain wow. and wearing a brace. Probably at least six months, only allowed to sit one hour a day. Oh, wow. <gasps> Yikes. I'm so sorry to hear that. That sounds extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Are we ready Yes. say goodbye? Sign ourselves out? Yes. Okay. Um, And so I ask that you pray with us and to also um, think in your heart names that we want to intercede for. Um, People that are bound. I'm going to reference people, our brothers and sisters that are bound in sin and our family members that have not come to faith. Oh, dear Lord, we come to your throne of grace knowing full well that you will give us the mercy and the grace that we need um, each and every day in our lives, Lord. And we're so grateful that you have given us the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to have a personal relationship with you, Lord. And we ask that you make us prayer warriors, that we be like watchmen on the wall, um, praying without ceasing, Lord. May we be people of prayer. We ask that you um, free our brothers and sisters. We each have people in our lives that we know that are not living holy lives, Lord, and that are um, unfortunately steeped in sin that they either are bound by because um, they don't see a way out or it's a depression or a sickness, Lord. Um, We ask that you set them free, set them free from the bond. And our children too, because we know our children love you. Some of our children have a hard for you, but they also gravitate to sin, Lord, and we ask that you uh, set them free, whatever it takes to set them free, Lord. And our family members who do not yet know you, Lord, my mother and brother and nieces and nephews, Lord, um, All of us have family members that do not yet um, know you. We ask for saving faith for them, Lord. And uh, for Eddie, Lord, you know his suffering. Um, You know how much pain he's in, Lord. We ask that you heal his body and that you bring restoration to his cells and that you bring rejuvenation and health. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the great physician, Lord, and we rely on you for every cure. Um, and we ask for Cindy traveling mercies as she traverses, um, in her visitation for to family members and friends and for work, whatever it may be. And also for Mia that she is successful in her exams and, um, gets, uh, the positions that she's hoping for Lord, uh, bless all of our family uh, give them good health and prosperity Lord. Um, we ask all things we know, um. That all things that we ask in the name of Jesus, that he does not hesitate to hear our prayers and everything that is in your will. Lord, your will, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for joining us. We love you.
0: God, God bless you. Bless. Take care.
1: Bye.